Boom, boom, boom. Sugar Shane. What episode? Episode 29. 29 of these things, man. Yeah. It just blows my mind every day that we still get to get to do these and have some great people come and join us and get to hang around and have these different episodes. We greatly appreciate all the people that listen on all the different platforms between Spotify, Apple Podcasts, directly on our website, our YouTube channel. Make sure that if you are listening on that YouTube channel or any of those platforms that you're subscribing to it. But episode 29, we're going to go ahead and roll into this thing, man. Let's do it. Yeah, you good? We got some special guests with us on this episode. I don't know. I mean, do we call him the number 20? I mean, because that's what he ran at Salt Lake? Or, I mean, we, we just go with Tyler, Ty. We got... What, what do you want to go by here? Hey, man, we'll, we'll go with uh, T. Millette for this round. T. Like Millette? Do, yeah, do, we, do we throw a 20 on the end just for... You know, I mean... It depends. If you want to throw in a 20 or a 201, it's whatever you like. What's your Instagram handle? It's Tyler Millette 20. So it's a 20. 20 is yeah. going to be the well, word. Well, Tyler Millette, Mr. Ty Millette, and then we've got his parents here, Rob and Abby. Thank you guys for making the trip all the way here to Central Florida in the Legends Room for joining us on this episode. But, man, we want to learn a little bit about you and, you know, let the people that are listening and the, the followers that, that come along on these episodes get to know a little bit about you. And Rob and Abby, we want to talk to you guys about the life of motocross from a parent standpoint, you know, we've never done one that no. has both parents on. I've talked about doing it. I actually uh, spent some time talking with Chris Wood about it. And I think it's nice because you can learn a little bit about the real struggles of mom and dad have of what they have to go through. I mean, yes, anybody that rides knows, but you know, some levels may be a little bit different too. And this year, you know, Ty, you got to do some different things. So we're going to we're going to talk about all that different stuff, but I want to kind of start at the very beginning here and just learn about Ty. And, it, and from South Florida, were you born in South Florida? Born and raised South Florida. Born and raised. So what, what area of South Florida? Have we um, I think I, my hospital I was born was in Jupiter and then moved up to Port St. Lucie. And then I think when I was about 12 or 13, we moved up out of, out of the city, you know, get some land on us. So moved out to my friend Kylie's property. Um, we're actually building up a house up there right now. So still in South Florida, East coast down by Okeechobee. So, yeah, there you go. So South Florida boy and mom and dad, I'm going to ask you and Rob, we'll start with you first, but when did we get any indication that there was some interest in two wheels? Um, well, I never did this as a kid. Okay. Um, some of the parents, you know, grew up doing it. I'm not one of those that did. Um, so I just, I always like bikes you know have fun on him as a kid did our deal um but him he was three maybe three and a half and uh he had a little you know a little 12 inch little mini bike with uh with training wheels on it yep i watched him ride it down the road and i was like i think you can take the training wheels off he was like balanced and i told her i was like i'm gonna take his training wheels off she's like no you're not he's only three i said yeah mom's over there having a hard time it's <laughs> before striders before C6. yeah they, like yeah. we they, didn't have any of that yeah thing. yeah so anyways long story short took his training wheels off he went down the road all good and then um maybe four i think he was four we got him a p-dub yeah, i mean and it's like the first bike of almost every i mean everybody got to have a p-dub yeah. right I mean. so yeah i got a p-dub rode it in the fields put my works on some acreage thank god and uh they let them ride around there for a while we wore that thing out that's perfect there you know that started it off that was it so you actually wore out a pw I say that <laughs> because those things are really bulletproof. Yeah, let me know if that's possible. It, it was worn out when we got it. Let oh, me rephrase okay, that. Okay, okay. That thing was beat, man. It was. Yeah, that thing was beat. Hey, and made it to Loretta's on that. That boat thing actually got time. us. He, he got through regionals on that 
nice. original POS nice. yeah. P-Dub. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. So we, I, I was going to say my next question, but you kind of just already answered it. I was going to ask, when did it get serious? And you're talking about going to Loretta's on a P-Dub. So that's a pretty quick yeah, transition. That's pretty fast. Yeah. I think I was, what was I, six, five? You were seven at Loretta? You were AMA six. Yeah, AMA six. He had just yeah. turns like, he's got a, not a great birthday. Right, July, yeah, July. But yeah, just turned, just turned seven, I think. So we were AMA six still mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty quick transition. Yeah, it, it was, I think it was like a year of me, you know, first I started off in trails for a little bit and then it was kind of weird. I kind of went backwards. I kind of went to Loretta's on a P-Dub and then I kind of went back to FTR and I did some trail riding on some wow what did i used to have it was an lem or something yeah, we had, had an lem yeah. Yep, oh, yeah lem 50 uh rode trails on that so and then started trails got kind of boring after like three or four years or whatever it was and i got up to motocross so well we have this debate all the time shane and i have talked about this numerous times and i don't know you know rob and abby if you guys agree with this or not but i believe off-road riding refines a rider skills when you can have bike control you know, with obstacles, woods, roots, things being thrown at you all the time. I enjoy it. Matter of fact, Ty, in your, in your free time, when you were driving back from Salt Lake, you should have YouTubed the Munden Hill FTR hair scramble that Shane and I just did this year. Mm. Just so you know, I won. Oh, you won, huh? Yeah, I beat him. <laughs> so Not I, straight up. It was absolutely. I, I, was, having bike it I was having bike issues. Oh, okay. here we go. <laughs> here was, we go. It was straight up. <laughs> here we go. Tyler. so i love the woods riding side of it and i know you you already mentioned before we started this show or this episode that you're you've been friends with jack chambers for a while we've had zach osborne on this on this show before and now he's you know going into the gnc side and i i just love the fact that you can mix and mingle in the off-road i just i think that builds a technical rider so it's a whole different environment it's great yeah that's it builds a good foundation i agree that's super cool there so you go to you go to Loretta's there on a P dub. Do you continue to do the Loretta's grind? Does it stay serious in the family? I mean, when when is Moto's like, okay, we're gonna really commit to this? I think when I got on seniors on fifties, I was about eight. Um, that's when I really started to pick up speed, I think, and I was becoming more in the top ten, top five on fifties and I was that's when we were wondering, man, we can kind of go somewhere with this probably. So we tried for Loretta's again. Um, I think we, we missed it when I was AMA 7, but when I was AMA 8, we got in. Um, never had really good luck with Loretta's. Yeah. Um, so Except the first one. Except for the first one. P-dubs had a good, you know. Uh, I got a third on P-dubs, I think. So, um, But, yeah, when I got on the seniors, uh, I think I had very inconsistent moto scores. Um, so I do good in the top 10 and then – 31st or something and then back in the top 10 so that's a reoccurring theme at Loretta yes that's pretty much every year for me (laughs) yeah well that happens to a lot of people I mean we've talked we had the last episode we were on episode 28 Corey Keelan same thing I mean he could go 1 3 27 yep I feel like Benny Bloss said the same story yeah he did yeah yeah Yeah, Loretta's is tough it is tough it is. And I know we, we talk about all the time, and actually, Rob, you and I talked about this beforehand. Uh, you know, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, but, you know, people put so much emphasis on that race. They and, do. And, and I try to explain to people, don't put so much pressure on one event. It's you just know, a race. It's one race. And, yes, it does, you know, have national implications. I get that. But there's also others that have national implications. So, you know, if you can do well at the majority of them, don't put so much effort or emphasis on one of them. Right. Well, I think I think on top of your point there, though, is like 
you know, when you pick up a racing magazine or whatever, the week after Loretta's or the next issue that comes out, it's all Loretta's. You don't really see those like it's more on our media side that emphasizes that race so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's just a big blown out deal compared to the others and the others are just just as important. Yeah. I mean, I would say as far as amateur racing goes, you can kind of boil it down to one hand. And I mean, it really comes down to Loretta's, Minio's, Spring Nationals, which Spring Nationals is split up between now Daytona, Freestone and Springeding. Yeah. So those five. Mm hmm. Outside of that, I think every other event is considered an AMA featured event. I don't think they're AMA mm. major events. So I think there's one in Cali, maybe Mammoth. One of those is a major. I is it a major? One of the is it one of the Cali ones. Cal, Cal Classic, Cal Classic, yeah. or maybe. Mammoth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it may it might be one of those. Yeah, but either way, I mean, you know, it's kind of that handful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But out outside of that, I mean, I f- I just feel like if you could be consistent across the majority of those events, then. Yeah it's okay to not have a great Loretta's. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Yep. So, but anyway, outside of that, so keep, so keep going. We, we go up to senior fifties. Yep. Uh, past senior fifties, hopped on 65s. I think I got on 65s kind of early. I was still a little small guy. Um, I had a little a late grower, but, um, yeah, hopped on 65s. I think 10 to 11 was my year on 65s, seven to nine. I was still getting used to them. I wasn't, I was doing good, just not up there. Um, once I got 10 to 11, I think I won Daytona, um, but I, I wasn't training as much in, in 10 to 11. Um, maybe once a week I'd go out and ride. Um, I actually took like a three or four month break before Daytona, and then I ended up winning it, and then that's when it kind of clicked. We're like, okay, we got to start riding more and really start getting into it. So uh, yeah, once we got off 65s, um, 85s, that's when we started going out to sandbox and actually training and stuff. Yeah, start riding a little bit more than yeah. once a week. Yeah. So you've been out sandbox for a while. Oh, I've been so at sandbox since really. I since two, I was on three years. Two years. Three oh, okay. Not long. Oh, I moved up bikes quick though. I was on eighty fives two years ago. Did you ever go to the one twenty five route? I one did year. for about one a year. year. Oh, for one year. One okay. Year. Yep. Last year, that's why I think we've been there too. I think we started on. We've been through bikes so fast; it's stupid. Yeah. The last two years, so. What What is your thoughts, Rob, on the one twenty five class and riding one twenty five? Um, yeah, Rob, how do you like those bikes? Okay. Well, um, not, not necessarily the bike, but do you feel, do you feel? I wonder about the bike too. Well, well and, and I, I'm, I'm good with that, but I, I've kind of got, it's a double-edged question, really. I mean, there's always that debate. You're talking about going from the super mini, transitioning to a big bike. But when you, when your bike to go to is a 125 that has no real class, I mean, it does, you know, you have the schoolboy class, you have 125 classes, don't get me wrong. But if you're going to a big bike in the first big bike class that you're going to go to to try and go somewhere right now is technically the 250F. Mm-hmm. So do you, feel, do you feel that you wanted to go to the 125 or would it, were you trying to get to the 250 quicker? No. We, my, in the last two years, everything about what we've done is not what I had envisioned. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> Explain. <laughs> I, yeah. So... Super minis were always my, I, me personally, I just loved, like, I, I couldn't wait till we got on a super mini. Like, right. you know, I know they're expensive. I know whatever. I, I get all that. But, like, that bike to me was what I wanted to see him ride. Yeah. Um, I, I really wanted him to go to Monster Cup. On, remember they had Monster Cup used to let super minis there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we went there on juniors because uh, he won the KTM Challenge in Anaheim. We went to Vegas. He ended up... Uh, 
I hit the whole shot truck. Yeah, he, <laughs> we had an experience there. So I wanted to go back in super minis, you know, so that was kind of my thing. But obviously, they dropped Monster Cup out. But long story short, we ran 85 at Loretta two years ago. 85 at Loretta's two years ago. Loretta's was July, August. We rode super minis from, we basically rode a super mini from that point to the end of the year. And then we rode a 125. So like we got three, four months of super mini and that was basically all we got. So that was my bike exciting. The 125, I feel like was for him necessary because he wasn't, he was still growing. He wasn't big enough to do a 250. Yeah. Um, but once he got on a 125, he didn't really want to ride super mini. He was too big for super mini, but probably too small for a 250. Yeah. You know? So I think for him it was necessary. I think it depends on the kid probably, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I, I want to kind of remind people that are listening. Technically, couldn't he still be riding a super mini right now? Yeah, he's 15. He's freaking, he's still literally not even AMA. He's 15. I, I could yeah. be like, racing mini senior too. Yeah. yeah, you could do Mini Senior 2 at Loretta's this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we've already gone through the 125, and now we're on a 250. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, speaking of 125s, RJ, you beat Shane <laughs> riding 125 at the Munden Hills Express Grand. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I rode a 98 CR 125. Bike problems. Bike problems. Hey, it happens. Yeah. So I enjoy riding 125. That's my answer to the bike question. We've gone through them very quickly. Yeah, way quicker than I would have wanted to. Now I couldn't get rid of that 125 fast enough. Yeah. That's the answer to your question on how I felt about the bike. Oh really? I would much. I would have absolutely preferred to keep up, keep on a super mini than that 125. Yeah, yeah. It was the worst one we've ever had. What yeah. brand? I mean, what brand were you riding at that time? Husky. Huskies. Okay. Yeah. yeah it. I, I don't think it really matters on what brand. It no, was no. I just didn't know like if it, if it was a it, bad experience or just, just wearing the heck out of the thing. I, I mean, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's easy on a bike. Yeah. But I mean. First crank 32 hours, then it got, you know, like their design of the, the exhaust, the, instead of the, um, the flange of the exhaust going over the head, it goes inside. Well, you know, got water in it from him washing in it. The thing didn't realize it that, you know, crank number two only 15 hours later. And yeah. then crank, and then number three was at, we were at um, uh, Baja. Baja. We were at Baja. Biggest jump there. It's always the biggest jump. The tip of the spark plug breaks off drops down in the motor, locks it up. Mm. And um, luckily he was good, thank God, but um, motor was trashed. Yeah. So that was motor number three. Yeah. So in very short amount of time, and I just had no, you know, once I, I ran out of patience for that thing pretty quick. Yeah, I think the only reason why I brought that up is because, you know, I have this debate and, you know, even with Carson, you know, signing his deal last year with, uh, with Team Green, which is an awesome team and a great, great, for him and the opportunity but you know you know that we're close with drew adams and, and carson but you look they don't have a 125 right so the only option for them is to go from super mini super mini one super mini two to a 250 and that's what that's what drew has done you know and drew he a little bit bigger of a boy i mean ronnie's pretty tall and i mean he he fits a 250 fine he's riding it well and great so i think it's, it's for me it's kind of one of those debates like there's no real reason to stay on the 125 any longer than you need to be. So using it as a transition like you guys did, you know, to just make a stepping stone, I see that completely. But staying down in that, you know, that full-size chassis, as you want to call it, I, I just don't know. I mean, I'm sure everybody's got different opinions on it, but that's just my opinion. I like the sound of a 125. 
I, I, I prefer the two stroke <laughs> as well. That's it. That's it. But the, maybe that's it. That's as far as it goes. I mean, I, I know. Ty, you answer this. You They're know. fun to ride, but I hate racing them. Yeah. I'm sure if, if you want to go fun ride, yeah, I'll pick 125 all day. But if you're trying to race one and ride it and train on it every day, it's just, it's slow. My 112 was faster. We never had like an actual mod motor in our 125s. Yeah. Just because we kept blowing them up. Yeah. So we ran a stock one and my 112 was so much faster than that thing. Like, yeah. Not even. Not even the same ballpark. Yeah. So from Peewees to now we're to the 125s. What what are the roles at this point? Are, are you working on all the bikes yourself? Every one of them. You're Ever since. Still 50s. doing this to to this day. Yes, sir. And what's what's mom's what's mom what's mom doing? Because you were just at the track with your son, right? She yes. takes care of me. I, I'm <laughs> the practice uh, moto mom. Oh, okay, perfect. I take him to practice every week. Um, Rob's always at every race. Uh, we don't race without all three of us being together, but um, I work from home, so I'm able to go up to Claremont and yeah. and take care of him there. Yeah. How, you, did, how did you feel when we went to the big bike? Uh, I was ready. Yeah. 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 I'm you were ready. you were nervous. She was I, so nervous. I'm nervous because um, he's you know not the biggest kid, and he's yeah. up against full grown men, and they're huge, and when they come into a corner, like you know yeah. that part makes me a little nervous. We got to get him on some steak and potatoes, get a little oh, meat on those bones. I'm trying, man. He <laughs> eats. <laughs> he eats for sure. Yeah, it's not for lack of effort, but. I mean, look, I mean, me and her ain't Yeah, he's not going to be a big yeah, kid. I was just getting ready to say, I was just going to say, well, it's we not, not very big parents. Yeah, we anything, didn't bless so. him with, like, you know, whatever. But he Thanks, used guys. to age out of bikes. When he was little, we aged out of every bike. And then just two years ago, we started growing out of bikes, and we've never done that. It was the weirdest thing for us. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, he shot up quick. Yeah, what do you think about working on the, the four-stroke? I'm fine with it because I before – before we had him and my, when I used to do my fun, I raced cars. So I built my motors and I, you know, it's, it's a smaller version, but it's the same thing. Yeah. So I'm not uncomfortable with it. I've done every one we've had and you know, that's fine. I, and, and they're honestly like the maintenance is much less. Yeah. It's, these are easier on me. Yeah. This is the easiest so far of any of the bikes we've had, you know, this, there's always things to fix. Don't get me wrong, but yep. um, yeah, it's, it's the best of what we've had so far. So, so getting up to these 250s, I don't want to get into that just yet because I, you've had a, a pretty adventurous year traveling to a lot of different places, which I want to talk about. But yep. from that 50 experience all the way up till where we're talking about here, transitioning into 250s, what was the highest of high? What was the lowest of low? Lowest of low, um, beginning of 85s, I think, rough year. Um, I didn't have many good races. I wasn't enjoying the bike I was on. Um, we had... I had this old Yamaha 85 and it, dude, I walked, I pushed that thing off the track like every day at training. <laughs> um, <laughs> we brought back broken bikes to Rob every week. It was so sad. We brought two and half the time we came back with two broken bikes, yeah. spare radiators in the van. Like, yeah, those, it was rough. those 85s, if you tipped it over, like your radiator was toast. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was a low. And then I think highs was as much as I hated 125s, I think that was one of my peak years where I started to get eyes on me and actually notice because I did pretty good on those. So I think that was one of my best years so far. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So highs and lows. There we go. But then we transition over into these 250s. And like you guys have mentioned, I mean, the past two years may be a little bit accelerated more than you thought as far as growing out of bikes and getting on the 250s. But you're still 15. Yep. 
So we go, we go look at, let's just take the last year as a whole. Let's go through, when did you actually get on the 250? What was it after Minios? Your first, I think we did a, our, the Verb race, Verb Classic, which might be in October, yeah. was his first 250 race. Okay. Yeah, because I, I raced 250B. I Minos. call the first real race was Minios. Okay. Yeah, yeah we just did 250B limited on, on that. So that was about a year ago. How did Minios? No, that was, no, no, that no. was six, six months ago. Six months ago, yeah, yeah, never mind. Yeah. How was that? It was good. Um, I think I was just outside the top 10. Maybe I got one. No. Not on the 250. Not on the 250. got wrecked. Oh yeah! The oh, heat race was good. Yeah, I got, good heat races. Yeah, I got destroyed on the start at on the motocross side, and dude, just my that bike was it was a brand new bike and subframe toast radiator toast cracks in my plastics like everything was done like mm. this bunch engine, of money engine case cracked engine case mm. cracked yeah 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 so two video at Minios wasn't amazing but it wasn't my priority so it was it was okay it was not bad so then going after Minios you're you're at Sandbox. Yep. And you decide at that point, what, what's the plan after Minios? I knew I was done with 125s after Minios. I'm like, I'm going to try and put on some weight. I'm going to try and get on this 250, and we're going to stay with that for a while. Because I think, I would say, I guess I could say I got a head start, but I didn't want to sit back on 125s for another year or two. That, that's not what I like. Even, even now, like, I tried to get on Supercross before other people and all that. So I think a head start was kind of my goal. And um, the more I think I liked the 250 more, even though it was on the smaller side. So I still liked it, and I, I preferred training on it. It was just more smoother power for me. So you go back to Sandbox after Minios? Back to Sandbox, yeah. And ride and train. So the next stuff coming up would have been Spring Nationals? Yep, which was Daytona. And I ended up winning 250B Limited. So Yeah, got a title at Daytona. Yep, that was good. Did you guys travel? Did you do the Texas ones? We did not make Texas. Where did We went somewhere else. We did Dana Dirt yep. because it was here. Um, and our intent was to do some arena cross. Okay. That's, that was what our plan was. It was we, we were basically headed in that direction. That's what he was trying to train for. Did you do some? We did well, we went to the we one went to, half. we went to <laughs> first we went to one in Oklahoma and just for an amateur day just to feel it out and it was it was a longer track so we were like damn this is pretty cool actually it was like a forty five second lap time and so then we went to a real one for the pro day and it was track was not amazing um, I ended up just breaking my thumb and qualifying just like just a tip over just landed on it wrong kind of so um, took some weeks off and then I went back to another one in what was it Virginia. No, Kentucky. Kentucky. Went to one in Kentucky um, and actually got through qualifying and raced that. Um, and it was good. It was it – w- it felt like a f- super cross race because you're in a stadium and you have fans watching and you have heat race, LCQ, main event. And it, it was really good to introduce me into the whole super cross thing. Like I, I think it was well worth it that I did one. Sure. Yeah. Well, hey, that's how, that used to be the road to Supercross. Yeah. Yeah. I think it. I think it should be. I, I, think, I think it, it should really be. should be. I think it's much more relevant than yeah. getting points from either I mean, Supercross at, at Minios. I, I guess I'd say that's relevant. But like Arizona Open, I, I don't know. You know, yeah. like yeah. I, I don't know. Some of the stuff they do the yeah. points for to me doesn't make sense. Well, he's uh, Aiden qualified for for what Atlanta? Yeah. He. So last year, the way they did it from from WW, right? Yeah, and, and and like it was a it was a outdoor track because it rained or whatever. But I remember that we were there. Yeah, yeah, so it's like that's nowhere near Supercross, and then you throw Aiden into Salt Lake, and it's like holy hell, like this is a legit Supercross track. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It, it's 
They they would have done a legit supercross track no, had, I, it, I, had it not. I rained. know, but they still run through the process. Yeah, I think the thing for us is that you know with Aiden last year he did the WW on the outdoor track because of the rain and they weren't able to ride supercross. But then the regional for him was Atlanta, Atlanta. which is also a speedway and not necessarily not a, true, a stadium not a, not a supercross. Hundred percent supercross. Right. Yeah, and then you go to the finale, which is in Salt yeah. Lake in a true stadium track. So. I'm sure there's some politics involved when it comes to, like, not doing the arena cross upcoming to qualify for Supercross. I'm sure there's something there, but it was a good good roadmap for these kids. I feel like it's a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. We've always tried to do that. If there was ever a chance to get Ty in a stadium, we did it. Whether it was, like, arena cross used to come to Tampa, we did that. Um, We did Futures in Tampa a long time ago. Futures in Tampa, and that was there. KTM Challenge. Like, we tried to get him under the lights and with the stress of all that like yeah. as, as many times as we could try and teach them a little bit about pressure exactly right. yep. different yep yeah so so then after that though you you know you get the title 250b limited at daytona you do some arena cross stuff then you start dabbling in the supercross futures yeah so what was the first futures race the first one well i only went to the last two because it was very hard to get a manufacturer invite okay so i had um two guys which i'm very thankful to get me there um they ended up getting me the invite, so I ended up getting to go. And I, the first one I went to was in New Jersey. Yeah, um, which turned out to be a mutter for the the night program. We escaped for you, that. I think yeah. you were good, right? We were good. We escaped that part, so that we got very lucky on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So how'd you do there? Um, it was just outside the top ten. I was, I rode tight. Bad start. Typical, just you know, not a great ride. Um, yeah, top ten. Well, let's remember, first time ever on a supercross yeah, yeah, track. So, yeah. yeah. And Sandbox helped me out a lot, like, to prepare for it. You know, like, Sandbox doesn't have too many privateers. So there's, I think, Brock Pappy and Cardi Munoz and all them. They'll show up. There's, like, two or three of them. And then it's Ken Roxon, Shane McElrath, uh, Chase Sexton, all of those guys. Savachi. Yeah, Savachi. So it's like, here I am, 15, coming in, wanting to learn Supercross, and I got to learn it with all those guys out there. Yeah. So it's like. Pretty good people to learn from, though. It's like. A lot of pressure, but I think it's in a good way because it kind of pushed me to do more. And, like, you're like, man, I really got to do this. And I was able to watch. And the more I watched and the more I learned and the more I wrote, it's just it became more natural. Yeah, but even – I'm not saying first ever Supercross time, like yeah. time on a track, but mm-hmm. first ever Supercross race. Oh, yeah. In the stadium on a real Supercross track. We're not talking arena cross. We're not talking, you know, Supercross at Minios. Oh, yeah. Real stadium, real track, full size. First one's New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, if you want me to be honest, I think I was more nervous to race arena cross than I was for that futures race. Oh, really? Yeah. I th- I think it kind of prepared me, honestly, in yeah. a way. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everyone's nervous on race day. But sure, sure. at arena cross, I was much more nervous than I was there. So, yeah. Yeah. so, you, so you get through New Jersey, mm-hmm. which gives you the qualification and the yep. invite to go to Salt Lake. Yeah. Luckily enough, I got the invite for Salt Lake. So I made the 43-hour drive up there. Yeah. Um, it was kind of, I, it was nice. I wouldn't say I'd do it again. <laughs> yeah. But if I have to, you know, I will. Yeah. Um, so went up there. We got to ride press day, which was pretty cool. We didn't get to ride that in Jersey. Oh, well, in Jersey it was different, though, because you had to do a qualification to make sure you can race. Yeah. Like you had to be inside 125% of the leader's lap time. Correct. Um, but in Salt Lake, everyone's qualified, so you're good. Yep. So we raced. We did press. We did half the track, same as those cool guys. And, uh then next day, went through practice. It was very muddy, our first practice, because we were first one out. Yep. I was like, sick, track's going to be so good. Mm-hmm. And then, dude, just 
<laughs> like they soaked that track and it was like a mud race when we came back so and we didn't have a pressure washer so i had to ride with like a pretty muddy bike for qualifying and the bike's so down on power and i was already just adding pounds to that thing it was just oh, yeah. not good but yeah the race went well i got a not a great start but i rode like a lot better and i ended up making my way up to i think it was ninth so inside the top 10 with a lot of solid dudes so yeah i was happy with it how surprised were you at that lack of power from the altitude oh dude i felt like i was back on 125s yeah i was like <laughs> there's a video on our tiktok of aiden at salt lake just completely casing the trip on the first time he tried it mm -hmm. first first or second lap yeah. i mean he just comes up you don't think about it you know you don't think you just think oh well, i'm at home and this is power and this is what i gotta do no nope no nope yeah, I came up short on a bunch of things. That, like, the f the first time I hit the triple, I barely made it. Like, it just barely greased it. And then I hit the finish line. I went deep on that thing. So I was like, I'm down on power. I got to go. I just went so deep. I went <laughs> so now you're wow. giving it too much. Yeah, and then I went too much. So I'm like, all right, all right, we're figuring it out. Finally got it down. But, yeah, I like that track more than Jersey, too. Yeah. It had more flow to it, I think. All right, I, so I, I have a question about the program. Yep. So from – from PWs to where the point the point you guys are at right now, is it just you three? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> just us. Good for you. I mean, yeah. that's, that's that's awesome. That's us. I mean, Rob, I have to give him kudos. He is an amazing mechanic. His yeah. car skills from back in the day, definitely. And, and he's just got that brain. He's got a mechanical brain. Um, but he also has some trust issues at times. Yeah, I mean, that's understandable. When it comes to touching his bike. Yeah, yeah. that's understandable. I'm, I'm very much like that. I mean, in, in our pit, when even when we were at Minio's, you know, we had the semi and the awning there. And when the bikes are out and it's race day, I'm really weird about people being around the bikes because you don't right. know. I mean, it's a crazy world we live in today. I mean, anybody turns on the news, you can see what's going on. Right. So all you need is one of your competitors that's goofing around and messes with your bike and you don't know it. The mechanic doesn't see it and you go out, you have someone's life in your hands. You know, I mean, you talked about that spark plug dropping down in the motor on the, the face of one of the biggest jumps there. Yes, sir. I mean, I've, I've seen that turn out very badly for people. Um, you know, one of them, when I was helping somebody else, you know, back in the day, his shut off on the face of a triple and both femurs. I mean, it was horrible. I mean, I've never heard someone scream like that in my life, but mm -hmm. that's why I'm, I'm very weird about having people in our area even when we were at Tampa Supercross, I mean, Shane, you were with us there. Mm -hmm. We had a, a chain dividing where people were allowed to come in underneath the awning and stay on that side, kind of what I call the hospitality side. But then there was an area where nobody's allowed in, you know, and that's just part of it. Now, when the racing's done, you put the bikes up, everyone wants to come hang out. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, I'll, I'll be right there with you. But I, I completely agree where you're coming from. And I don't think anybody can fault you that, especially when it's your own son, too. I mean... I, I mean, it's not, it's not even just people. T it's just like letting people work on it, letting, you know, I, yeah. there, there are a handful of people. There's probably who, three people. There's a handful of people who I trust, yeah. who I would let the bike, you know, whatever. But yeah. for the most part, I just, I just don't. Yeah. Um, nobody, nobody can And um, I mean, you know, he, he didn't bring it up, but, you know, 65s, he, we had a stupid thing happen with a, a pilot jet got loose came out of the car blocked the float up bike ran out of fuel ended up with a spleen you know rupture from that you know something stupid but yeah i just yeah no i've always i just yeah i just always dealt with them man yeah there's so, babies so is there any outside support for for you guys as far as uh, whether it's a 
tires or or is it... I mean you get we have the normal stuff from you know like hook it like with you know Dunlop yeah. discount all that nice okay. um, active um, recently helped tie out a lot with gear and stuff like they, oh, nice. they've been and uh, Nick Nick's been helping them MX locker like they they Those are awesome. they definitely they, they definitely did on uh, sandbox has, yeah. been, has been good to us you know jason baker he, he definitely you know right. helps out a little bit on that side and um dale's been with us forever dale's done our graphics Bullet and stuff through. for us for a long time and then uh, a year ago jason mara from uh, moto bros they put out they did a little program uh for some riders and we were, we were part of that so that's that's been helpful on some of the nationals like on a few of the payouts and stuff that yeah. they did so stuff like that but like no, nothing on a uh not a team basis or anything like that. Right, you know, we've right. never been part of anything like that. So, so as far as traveling race to race, it's just you guys traveling on your own as a family. I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Like when you did Salt Lake, you guys did did you do that drive in the Sprinter? Yeah, all three of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. For, from your standpoint, though, like mom, dad. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you guys trying to meal prep, get stuff ready, have you know drinks and whatever you can we, i mean we we do i mean we like in the van the the van's been good we, we have a motorhome that we we used to do a lot more with um more of the normal national you know like stuff and but you know since we've done these trips recently like with with the few arena crosses and a couple of they're almost those, like quick trips they're great yeah. that, that's I, I, I don't have to be gone for a week from work and like it's this is what i like it's you yeah. know i mean well salt lake's an exception that was that was a long drive yeah. <laughs> that, that that that's a different story and mom, mom wants to keep him in stadiums you, i do you gotta I get do. him in I the like stadiums well, <laughs> i'm with he, you she's yeah, a mess it's so much i, I am a mess i i am a mess <laughs> she she is. Worse i had to tell me. her to leave yeah. i'm like you, you need to go to the stands you need and to i do here. try to take my nervous energy away from ty because i don't want it to rub off um, right but we also have lived in a camper for two years. We're in the process of trying to getting land and like build our forever home. Yeah. So um, the thought of traveling in a camper and staying in a camper at the track, we've kind of that novelty has worn off. Yeah, you're just like, oh, oh whatever. Yeah. yeah. So a hotel bed yeah. is like a toilet that we don't have to flush with our foot is very enticing. Yeah. So if we can stay in a hotel and just sprinter van it, yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah, it works. That's yeah. what we do. Yeah, we've kind of done the same thing too. I mean, we've done the. 10 days at Loretta's, 10 days at Minio's, you know, the spring national two to three week long trip. And it is nice to be able to just quick trip, drive up, race, drive home. Yeah. Yes. It's, we've done Loretta's eight times. So we've been there eight years of the 11 day of filling the water tank, wow. filling yeah. the generator. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's Would you say that's the low part of amateur racing? Because there's highs and lows as a family. I don't, I don't know if I would say for me the low is the is the is the nonstop. Okay. It, it's it's the no break. It's the and it's the never feeling like you can take a break. I guess that for me it's for like, like for like that week or just, no just throughout being an amateur. Period. Really? Because you know, there's like always a race. There's either always a race or there, you know he's always practice. So like it, you know, like I guess if you're not. For me, because I'm doing all the maintenance on the like, I'm doing all the stuff. Yeah, it's either, you're, you're 100 miles per hour. It's either the bikes need something, or the van needs something, or the motorhome needs something, or the trailer, or you know, whatever the case may be. Like, I'm just like a full time. If I'm not working, I'm a full time maintenance man. You yeah. know, um, with the bikes. So, and, yeah, because yeah, you think, have a full time job. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, I, mean, I give and, kudos and, to and, you, and man. Long, and long hours. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't get home usually till eight, eight thirty. Yeah, it's I dark mean, out when he gets. Yeah, home. it's yeah. late. So like, if I'm working out on the bikes, it's. I think you talk about that amateur nighttime. schedule, though. You know, we talked about those those AMA majors and the races, but when you look at them, they're spread out enough that there you really can't take time off. Like it's not like you a can't. pro season where we have an off season and time off. Like you know, for us, as soon as the outdoors are done, almost all the guys take a month to six weeks off. Usually November 1st is when a boot camp starts and they get going. That's when the tracks are ready to go. And then they hammer down until A1, you go through your season. But in, in the amateur world, like even if you put Loretta's on the, t- the top pedestal of amateur racing, as soon as Loretta's is over, you got to stay consistent, get ready because you got yeah, any of Basically, well, not even that. Then they'll say you got to go to Baja. Then you got, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they'll always put something out there that you feel like you cannot miss. Yeah. yeah. But for me, we, we, we got over that a long time ago. Like for like it's not the grind for me is a constant like keeping his stuff going so he can keep practicing riding whatever but it's um for me it's like I I, I accepted a long time ago like I can only do I can do what we can do and I'm good with that like right, right, I, yeah. I can't go to Texas for two weeks because we're gonna be at Loretta's a week you know or ten days yeah. in a few months later I just can't do it so yeah you know for me. I accepted it is what it is. That's just not the race we go to, and we, we focus on another thing. Well, you know? it's, it's hard at work when you go try and say, hey, by the way, we're going to take five weeks off yeah. throughout the year just for racing, and that doesn't include any family vacation, no, any, any holiday time, whether it's you know Christmas or Thanksgiving, which is always at Minio's anyway. But still, I mean, it, it's that's a lot. And for people to do that, I think that's that's one of the things, like, you know, when you look at some of the families and these the training facilities, sometimes I just sit there. I'm like, how do they do it? I, I, don't, I, don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Either. I don't know the because answer. even us, even Ty and and us, like you know, she she takes them over to Sandbox. You know, we, this is two years we've done this, but like they, they only go there. They ride two, maybe th- mostly two, maybe three days a week. Like, yeah, and the right. three is an odd for us, right? As a, when Casey, Casey was there when we were at, when we first went to Sandbox, so Ty rode a lot with Casey. Well, Casey rode four days a week every week, so right. every week we're losing. You know, we're we're losing half the ride time of anybody else. Basically, right. that that's just us. But that's again, this is what we can do. Right. So that's what we do. Right. Um, but that's yeah. I mean, they. But it, but it kind of gives you the feeling like hey, we're not keeping up the pace with with other people's training programs or yeah and it's you know it makes in as a dad and a parent and with i see ty and talent and stuff and yeah. you know you wonder like well what if he has the same amount of hours on a bike as course. we do of course yeah. what happens then yeah of course. is he as good is he better or is he burnt out yeah, yeah or is he burnt out that's yeah. the other question so for him i think you know it's a balance and we're good with that yeah. you know so, yeah. But yeah, you always got it. Yeah, it's it's there. It's right in front of you. It's hard not to. It's an interesting subject because everybody's story is different, oh, you yeah. know. And and just because this person has this crazy story where they train hard and and it's nonstop, and you know that's a cool story. But were they successful? A, a, a kid that might ride two days a week might end up being more successful. It's not like the be all to train all that and, way, you know. Again, that's just what works for us. Yeah. What we uh, I mean, even remember the episode that we had Michael Byrne on and Burner, yeah. you know, he has his company now, Moto Blueprint, where he's yeah. helping a lot of people. And uh, you know, I was he was one of the advocates that was like, you know, you can get burnout by overtraining, overriding. Hundred percent. You know, you do too much because you have this guilt, like, well that guy's always gonna be riding and it, it whatever they're doing, we need to do more. Well, not necessarily. 
I mean, you got to listen to your body. You have to understand science, you know, diet, nature, nutrition. I mean, there's a lot to it. So I think finding that balance is good. But anyway, so move, move on from that. You, you just finished up Salt Lake City. That was only a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Hopefully somewhat recovered from the drive home. <laughs> What's next for Ty? What's next? Um, we're going to a regional in two weeks, the Gatorback one. We don't know if we're doing Loretta's. Yeah. We're on the fence. Um, and all, I'm also in pro sport, so it's going to be tough to get in from that regional. It's going to be a pretty stacked regional. Sure. But as of right now, if we get in, we get in. If we don't, we don't. Yeah. And even if we get in, we don't We don't know if we're going. Sure. Like, we're, we're over that. So yeah. I think the next I'm going to you know, ride some outdoors because I've been on Supercross for a long time. Yeah. Um, get back into the flow of that. So I think my next big national race would be Minios. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll dabble into a pro national or anything like that. I don't think not this year. Um, I can't even get my pro license even if I wanted to. I'm too young. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Minios probably go to that. And then after the good, Minios. The good thing about Minios for us, though, is that it's Florida. Right there. Yeah. You know, I mean. It's one of those Thank things goodness. like if you did Thank have God. if you did have to run home, you know, and take yes. care of something like yeah. you can do that. I right. mean, yeah. I remember being up there, I think it was two years ago, and uh, you know, our partner in crime in this thing, Brian, he, he had an issue go on at work and he was like, oh, man, I got a phone call. I got to go. And like, he left, went home, took care of his issue and came back up the next day. I mean, there's not many. You, yeah. You're not going to do that. at Loretta's. It's it's correct. And like she, she's had work a few times or a couple of times. Many I'll go up first. She'll meet me. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I'm technically supposed to be working from Florida, so it's hard for me to work. Like, I can work from anywhere, but it's supposed to be in Florida. Yeah. So we've sat many hours, Rob and I, in the Pollo Tropical uh, parking lot off Archer Road. Yeah, to try and get some, some to Wi-Fi. To get some work yep. done. <laughs> yep. yep. You've been in... Uh, I've, had a, I've had a mediation yes. Zoom. I literally sat in the back of the van because she was in the front of the van. Work, you know, like we couldn't talk over each other. Yeah. So I'm in the back of the van. I didn't change my background. You know, and it's a moto van, so there's yeah. random things hanging on the wall. And the, the mediator's like, can where, I ask you where you are? Where are you? Sitting like, on a bike stand. I was like, well... <laughs> <laughs> I try to explain it to them and you know some people get it some people don't but whatever yeah <laughs> so so Ty what what are your goals as far as you know you go through minios and even next year whether you do the futures again or whether you go try and, and get straight into the, some some supercross lights what are your goals I mean where do you where do you see yourself going I want to be a good on top pro rider yeah I mean I think every kid wants to be on top and in the pros but I think I actually have the skill to do it I'm more of a supercross guy anyways that's more of my riding style more technical and stuff like that so yeah I want to be on top when I'm pro that's the goal yeah well that's good everyone's I like goal, it, but I like your confidence so you're like I think I have the skills yeah. to do it yeah. you know that's it's awesome about the work I put in so yeah yeah mom and dad you guys support that that journey Absolutely. You might have to trust somebody else to work on his bike, though, I, at aware, some point. I, I, I get I'm, I'm, I'm being phased out. It's going to happen. <laughs> you know, like, I, I know I'm, like, I, I see what I'm up against. I can't, I, you know, I can do so much for him. But, yeah. you know, luckily, I feel good about what I was able to give him. Like, we've got a lot of hole. How many hole shots do you think you got, Ty? Like, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I would say even at the major races we go to, like, I don't think we leave away with one without a whole shot, honestly. Yeah. So, like, that makes me feel good. Like, it's For yes, sure. it's his skill. You know, you got to have the right techniques and stuff. But it's but still your bike. You got to have a good bike underneath. Yeah, so, it's his bike. Hey, you know, 
compared to what we line up against when he gets one of those, I feel pretty damn good. That's awesome. So, no, yeah. I like it. Well, I want to I dig in a little bit and, and go to more of a personal side of Ty instead of just a moto side of Ty. And, and mom, maybe you can help on some of this too. Sure. Favorite food? Dude. Are you, are you a pretty clean eater? I mean, mom, you making him cl- you eat he good? Is. And- he doesn't snack much. Um, he's, yeah, like, we're all kind of that way. We, we eat pretty healthy. Um, we've just been packing on the carbs and the protein well, I mean, a lot lately. My, my daily routine, I pretty much wake up, I make three or four eggs. Um, and then I either have a bagel or something with that, with peanut butter on it, whatever. All right, so I've got to ask, just because you brought it up, how do we do the eggs? Oh, scrambled all day, dude. Scrambled extra cheese. <laughs> no, you don't put no, anything. I've made them so many days. I'm so tired of just putting anything on them, dude. I just eat eggs. Yeah, okay, that's it. I got you. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, keep going. Okay. Yeah. So, dude, I'm a big Chipotle guy. Oh, you know? here we go. I'm one of them. I'll gladly admit I was one of them. I used to hate on it. I used to be like, dude, everyone loves Chipotle every single day. But Lunch dude, with the boys. Chipotle. Brown rice or white? I I get a burrito with no rice. No rice. No rice. Oh, so I'm, you don't get a bowl. You actually eat a tortilla with yeah. a big old burrito. I'm, I'm more on the pickier side. Double yeah. chicken. I get double chicken. I yeah. double wrap that thing so it don't fall apart on me. Mm. And, like, dude, I would say it's one of my favorite foods, but on top is got to be Carrabba's. They have this pasta, dude. It's this rigatoni. It's so good. I'll go. I'll get that thing every day if I had to. He so, can taste it in his mouth right now. Oh, yeah. I can see it. He, oh, he's yeah. like, man, we're, I got to eat. Dude, it's amazing. <laughs> so it it's sounds like better. chicken. Oh yeah, pasta, pasta, chicken pasta. That's especially him over there. He's Mr. Protein. He's like, yeah. If I'm eating a meal, he's like, you got chicken with that? I'm like, no. He's like, you need your protein, dude. I'm yeah. like, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's go into the next one. Favorite music. Music. What What does the Thai top dude, five man. playlist look like? Dude, I've got it all. I've got, I've got my main playlist. I've got over 800 songs on that thing, oh. and I've got. I've got my rock, fire me up sometimes. Um, it's more of an alternative kind of side, but it's it's pretty good. I love country. Country's great. And when I need some some higher vibes, I've got some Bruno, some Katy Perry. You know, get me fired up. So if if you go into your phone, what what apps do you use to listen to music? Is it I use Spotify. 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 So yeah. they usually do like the end of year most played songs. Mm-hmm. What would that look like right now? Like who would be some of those artists right now? Okay, let's see. I've been in a rap for a lot. It gets me so fired up. Like if I'm if I'm on cycles or something, I just blast some rap, and it gets me so fired yeah, up. So, so. Are we talking like Migos, or what are we talking, dude? I'm Someone I'm into that starts with Lil. I'm into trap. Little everybody. Anything with Lil. Yeah, pretty much Any, anyone with Lil. Or uh, I listen to a lot of alternative. Um, either that. It's either that or rap right now. That's that's on my rotation. So. Um, last year, I think Trippy Red was like my top guy. So I don't know. It's Trippy it Red. changes. Trippy, Trippy Red. Red. Trippy Red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never heard of. Him. What happened? Like you know, like back in the day, I don't know how old y'all are, but back in the day, like the rappers were like big this or big that, and now they're all now little. They're, now, now they're, they're all little. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ty and I have a deal because he doesn't like to drive, and I don't like to drive because all I've done is drive him everywhere for yeah. years. So when he drives, he gets to be the DJ. Yeah. Oof. 
It's rough. She's not a fan Sometimes of my music, it's man. It's, rough. She's no. a hater. She's a but hater. You have good stuff. Like we're he going has to good stuff, but then he doesn't always play the good stuff. He's, it's whatever I'm feeling. All right. I mean, <laughs> I'm in the driver's seat. Okay. So yeah, but do you ever let DJ. them like feel their groove or their music or if they're driving? Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's the rule. That's the rule. Pretty that's much, pretty. That's, rule. that's pretty similar though. We've had we've asked that question a lot to a lot of different riders, and and I mean it's all over the place, and it's really mood driven. Yeah. On, when know? I was driving, and I, I'm the same way. Yeah. When I I did a I did. You know, we all did shifts going to Utah. So when I was driving to Utah, I'd put on some like some kind of reggae surf vibes, and I just clocked yeah. down the hours. You know, it's just kind of chilled out. Yeah, yeah, it's whatever I'm feeling. Yeah, no, I I get you, man. No, I I actually I, agree with you. I'm, I'm seriously right every Tuesday when I go to Taco Tuesday, I put on Mariachi in the car. <laughs> you gotta you gotta get <laughs> no, the I'm vibe not kidding, right. No, yeah. I'm kidding you, is because I'm excited, you know, yeah. and I want to get in the vibe. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, this don't lie. Get my Mariachi. I'm, I'm not trying to be funny. Mariachi. <laughs> <laughs> Mariachi, I might need that. Mariachi's great, man. Mariachi and a Modelo headed Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the same way, though. Like, if I if we're going out on the water for the weekend, go on the boat, you know, we put on some Jimmy Buffett or Island Music or whatever. Absolutely. And if we're doing something on the on the property, then you, you typically go to country. That's usually my go-to. Right. But then again, if I'm trying to exercise or do a spin or a run, I'm not going to listen to country. Yeah. You know, you so got some rock, yeah. throw on either some rap or rock or whatever gets, gets you going at that time. So that's, that's pretty familiar, though. We've had mm-hmm. that. With quite a few of them. All right, so this one, any specific race rituals or superstitions? Right knee brace every time. That first. one, that one goes first. Okay. That one goes first. Um, then I got to put my right sock on first too. So everything on the right goes on first. That's got to go first. I did not know that. I was going to say, Mom and Dad, have you ever the, noticed The that? whole shebang at one time? So you have a naked no, left I, leg? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> Normally, it's right sock first, left sock first, and then right, right knee brace. Oh, okay. Brace. I was like, man, you're just leaving the left leg but, out, out hanging to dry over I'm, here. <laughs> I'm not a very superstitious guy. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just like, whatever happens, happens. It's not because I didn't eat this and I didn't eat that. It's just how it goes, you know? So, But yeah, my knee braces got to be right first every time. Any, anything like pre-race meals, food that you have to have before you ride, or is it just whatever? It's whatever whatever mom makes, because she makes food on, on race days. I don't make breakfast on race days. Uh, she wakes me up, so. Yeah. Yes. Uh, race day, a lot of PBJs, I feel like. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's like his go-to snack, Uncrustables. Dude. Uh, now, are you talking about yes on Uncrustables or no on Uncrustables? Yes, Uncrustables. Oh, my God, we've got another one of them. I could pound like three of those a day. That's his in-between meal snacks. Yeah. So in the back of the race hall or the, in the semi, there's like a little fridge, freezer, kitchen area, whatever. And uh, I, I usually try to accommodate to the guys like, hey, what do you guys want? Whatever. So we had a specific request for grape uncrustables. Oh, yeah. Best flavor. Yeah. So I put, you know, one of the, what is it, 10 count or 12 count boxes. Was that Drew Adams? Yeah. That's, that's gotta de- be definitely Drew. Drew. Yeah. Definitely gotta Drew. Be Drew. Absolutely yeah. Drew. It was that, and it was the, the tri-colored goldfish. Yep. Yep, that's so, true. So I put them in the back <laughs> of, the, of the semi, and I put, like, whatever it is, a 10 or a 12 count box. I don't remember what it comes in. I think they come in, like, a four pack and a 12 pack. So I went, I went and got the 12 packs. I knew we were going to be there for a while. Go open it up the next day. Gone. Yeah, Sam's Club. Going. We, we got to go Sam's Club. I'm like, <laughs> twelve pack going. how did you yeah. go through that many? Well, so, <laughs> Drew just started working with Burner, and I don't know if Drew knows this yet, but that diet's changing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to the river with Burner last weekend, and he was telling me he was working with Drew, and I'm like, oh, he's going to be in for a shock. <laughs> yeah, Drew, Drew's a character. Yeah. I love that kid. We've known him cool. for a while. He's a, good, he's a cool kid. Yeah, that's a super great family, man. Great yeah. family. Okay, so we got some of those out of the way. 
this one is kind of a question for all three of you. Outside of tie racing, are you a fan of the sport? Like, are you guys watching every moto? Or are you trying to watch all the highlights? I mean... No, nah, I watch every race. Do you? Yeah. Absolutely. Do you, are you watching pre-race show? Or are you checking live timing? Or is it just kind of like when the main... I'm the live timing person. She's live time. I'm not so much... I, you know, like, I'm on my phone so damn much every day. Yeah. To be honest with you, like... Yeah. Like, if I'm out of work, like, I don't answer it. Right. Or I don't want it in my hand. So right. I'm, t- I'm bad about that, too. Yeah. But, so you're, uh, you're more of like when the main event comes on, let's watch from... I watch race day live, though. I mean, I want to see the... Pre- you know, because, like, we got it's more than Ty. Like we now we're as gotten older, like we know these kids, so right. I want to watch them. Yeah. I want to see them, you know, right. yeah, so, see how they're doing. I think and now with Jack, we just started watching the GPs. Yeah. We didn't yeah. watch those before. Yeah. With chambers, we're, we're watching, watching the GPs. These guys so. are gnarly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think the, the way I watch it now, I watch it in a different perspective than I would have two years ago. I think two years ago, I'd watch it for entertainment. And now I kind of, I look at it differently. I'm like, would I be able to do this? Would I hit this like that? Or like, where would I end up in this kind of race? Like I just, I kind of picture myself where I would be in that situation more than just watch it for fun. All right. So mom, let's give an honest answer here. How many times did we play back Salt Lake City? No, I don't think. I think just one time, right? One time. One One time. time. You didn't watch it on repeat on the way back from Salt Lake City? Mm Mm-mm. One time, no. just put it in the past. No. One time. Yeah. Well, I know, I know that. Had a uh, good weekend. All right, let's go. Let's go. Move on to the next thing. That's what I like. Yeah. Rob and I talked about it too, but they had that so screwed up. On they the, did on the time. Yeah, they did. You know, and, and, and they just didn't know. They didn't even. Uh, we were on the gate, and they were telling because we thought we were screwed. We thought, oh, we're not even going to get anything. You know, any airtime because we were before everybody, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what they're going to do. And we're on the gate for a practice, and they're telling us, like, hey, guys, we got a special second show. We took a lot of work. Make sure you, um, like, post it up, tell everyone to watch, blah, blah, I'm like, I don't even know what to tell everyone to watch because I can't find it. Yeah. Like, he said there was two shows, and I didn't. We did, did no clue. So they didn't even tell us what yeah. it was. So I think when I turned it on, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't know if you watched it back or not, but I think when I turned it on, the gate had already dropped. I, I think it, or yeah. it was about to. It was yeah. like, like right, right it just on like, the dock. It just like cued in it, on it. It started, yes. and there was like, boom, they're going. I was yeah. like, no intro, no nothing. But, you know, it's, uh, you don't know about the TV packages. I mean, I can't really talk to the TV packages because, you know, <laughs> we're not in the TV trailers to see what happens. But I know last year when we were in Salt Lake, because it was the finale and they crowned, you know, the Futures champion, it was during the night show. I mean, it was like... Yeah. In the in the middle of the yeah. the night, and and I think last year they did it. Last year, if I remember right, they did not maybe Salt Lake, but the other futures races. They did those like this one, like at the begin, like on uh, before the event, or maybe like it was early. Like they didn't. They only aired highlight. Yeah, I think it at Atlanta they they did the futures during race day live. During race day live. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they did them early last year, but this year every other one. Every other one up to Salt Lake, they put them in the middle of the motos. Yeah. We were, like, in, in Jersey, we were after the heats, and then the Triple Crowns, they were after... One um, of the first or second motos. Y- yeah, they were, like, in the middle of the... Yes, yeah. yeah, maybe they went through two, and then they did the... So they got in the middle of the show. So, so then you get, all different. The, you get all the way to the finale, expecting to be, like, right before the mains. Yep. yep. When the most people are going to be watching. And it's different. And you drove 43 hours to get there. <laughs> <laughs> and the pit is, like, a mile plus away. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, they know. Oh, we talked yeah. about that. God oh, yeah. dang, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I But did you got it. a fresh track, so you can't really complain. Going yeah. first, you got to Well, it was also wet. 
Yeah, yeah it was wet in the race too. Like it was wet every time I went out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was wet. At least at least they did end up showing it. You know, I know it wasn't ideal the way right. that it it kind of came out, but at least you did get the air. I'm I'm just glad it wasn't one of those like recaps, like where it's like showed like half a lap in the top three, and then here's a here's a list of where everyone finished. You know. Yeah. So I think it's better than what it could have been. Yeah. Well, we had quite a few people watching it from down here too, and I mean, I know we I talked to you guys on the way back and. I think was it the last lap you were up in eighth? Yeah, and then yeah. So I was going through the tunnel on the last lap, and I had I had someone behind me for about two laps or so, and I think I was fine. Like I would have got eighth, and um, went down in the tunnel right in front of me, and I had to like swerve to avoid him because he fell. He fell on the right side and fell to the left, and the corner went to the left. So his body also went to the left, and he fell right in front of my front tire. So I slammed my brakes and, like, swerved around him. And then I guess the kid behind me just, like, had enough time to react and just, like, jumped his bike or something, dude. And just he was able to get the rhythm next to me. And, yeah. Yeah. So it was unfortunate, but. Yeah, but let's look at big picture here. You go P9. So you you top 10 at 15 years old in the finale of the Supercross Futures. Mm -hmm. We got to be happy about that. I'm stoked. Yeah, it's super cool. Super cool to me. I mean, I thought it was great. Well, that's awesome. So we're going to continue to follow that along. Ty, name the people off that you that are helping you now that you want to help the people that have gotten you to this point so far. Obviously, mom and dad, but besides mom and dad, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I would like to thank Active. Um, they're my biggest supporters right now. They really, um, I mean, I haven't paid for a set of gear yet, um, which is really awesome. I mean, he texts me every like every two weeks or so. He's like, "Yo, do you need new stuff?" Blah blah blah. So he's really awesome. I uh, love those guys. Um, Everyone at Moto Sandbox, I've been there for a long time. They're super cool, always inviting us there. Like, they're just, they're very nice people. Stacy and Jason, I, I appreciate them very much. Always got great tracks. Like, their facility is insane. So, yep. um, everyone, uh, Dale, thank you. Um, always getting us graphics. Always in nick of time, too. If we want this, he'll get them there. Um, yeah, those are our main guys. And then, of course, my dad for a mechanic and for me and my mom well, for making food getting us out there and yeah and especially jason the new one um every race he, we have a nice payout so uh yeah he's really hooked us up too gives yeah. us a nice place to ride too so and daddy's work yeah and his work his work uh, helps us pay for gas to get out there so <laughs> oh nice yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome well that's good to hear uh, not that we're trying to stop on the tie train but that's a little bit of the tie backstory and what we go to but now as fans of the sport pro motocross is getting ready to start yep so we're getting ready to come this season. I had a little bit of knowledge of it that we weren't allowed to talk about, and then he posted it today. We were trying to do that on Sunday. We tried, but Coop is in. He's in. So we thought he was going to be out six to eight weeks after a nasty, very awkward Nashville crash that we all were there to witness and thought that he was going to miss you know, probably the first half of the outdoor season, went through some testing last week, everything checked out fine. We tried to have him on the podcast on Sunday, but unfortunately it didn't map out. He puts out there on Instagram today, so we are allowed to say it. And I know it's already old news now because it's social media. But I think it's cool. He's going to race the whole season. To go from where he was at, laying on the ground in Nashville, to being able to make it to round one, I like it. Yeah. You, you Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, I like these racing, but... but uh... I mean, are we talking about like is he is he going to go out there and crush it? 
I, I don't expect him to go out there and crush it. I mean, he hasn't been on the bike since Nashville. So, I mean, all these other guys have, and they've been, you know, worried about outdoor testing. I mean, going I think, into Nashville, think, he was still worried about Supercross. I think he'll come to his own here shortly, but it's going to take a, it's take take a, a minute. Rounds. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a fairly depleted 450 field. Yeah, that's true. Fairly yeah. depleted. I mean, I'm not going to say it's a lot because you got guys coming back, like Ferrandis is back, and now you got Jet jumping up to the 450. I think that's going to be a big surprise to people. I, I'm, I'm saying that. I'm not knocking anybody else but i think jet is going to surprise a lot of people on the 450 are we kind of doing like our predictions straight up or what, what i'm just saying here? that i'm excited for the season shane oh i am too <laughs> i'm just saying i'm excited i don't know where to watch it on tv but uh i'm excited yeah, that I, it's happening yeah i haven't even well that's that. always a question we never know it's never always know. a question it never might be know. on three different channels yeah. two different channels i don't know yeah. <laughs> i haven't looked at that part yet it's yeah. easier to watch mxgp yeah yeah swear to god yeah, yeah. it records on our thing automatically like to watch Jack, it's like I just come home Sunday and it's. What on is that? that? What is it on? It's I don't even know what channel, but I've they've been recorded on my thing for so long that we didn't used to always watch every one of them. But yeah. now that Jack's there, like, but I always saw MotoGP. It's one of the it's on Directv, one of the channels. They still huh. air it. Yeah, it's. Well, we'll have to look into yeah. that. They used to just collect on our DVR. Yeah, like so. Yeah, we'd races. have so many GPS, and you know, never really, you know, I might watch one or two, but like now I watch them. Yeah, yeah. So Ty, are you going to be watching any of the outdoors? Oh yeah, I'm watching everyone, dude. So who who is your go to guy in the four fifties? I mean, is it gotta be KR because you ride with him out there at the at the box? Kenny's a beast. Um he's a beast. I think he's definitely in the run for a couple of races. I don't think he's gonna dominate. I mean, I don't think anyone can dominate like unless like Tomac like five years ago, whatever, twenty fifteen I think that was. Yeah. I don't think anyone will rep- replicate that. But yeah, I think either I've got I've got I've got Ken. Yeah. He's solid. Chase, solid. Yeah. Both really fast dudes, so. Yeah, and then you got Ferrandis coming oh, back. Ferrandis is going to be definitely a threat. And he's been worried about outdoors for a while now because he didn't come back when he could have to the end of Supercross season, and they said, no, we're just going to focus on outdoors. So you number one plate there. So and I, I think I think Jed will give them a run for their money too. I hope so. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, he's got it in him for sure. All right, so bounce over to the 250s. Who, who's on the 250 side? Vial. Really? That's who I've got. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a different pick, but he's, yeah. he's a MotoGP, man. Yeah. yeah. He's a GP guy. I didn't he's, think about that one. He's here for motocross. Supercross was just a warm-up. In, in which he didn't do bad in yeah, Supercross. No, he did really you know, good. Did, I thought it did amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I I thought about that the other day. And I'm like, I can't wait to see this guy on the outdoor track. He's a beast. Yeah, he's, I think I think he's going to be super solid. Well, I I think... There's quite a few guys that are going to be up there. I mean, I, oh, I yeah. think obviously Hunter, he's got to be one of the front runners. For sure. Nobody can forget about Shimoda. Shimoda got second in the championship last year. And then obviously our Florida boy, RJ Hampshire. He's RJ's going to do good. Yeah, he's he's kind of built for outdoors. I mean, he's done really well at outdoors. And, you know, being a Florida guy and the, the Florida tracks that he grew up racing and stuff, I think RJ's going to be good outdoors and, you know, fortunate enough to have him on one of our earlier episodes. So I'm going to be rooting for him. Uh, Hunter definitely can't forget about Shimoda. Can't rule out Deegan either. You know, yeah. I mean, Deegan had a great Supercross. I ended up second in, in his series. So, I mean, that's that's impressive. It's gonna have a lot of podiums. I feel. Yeah, we have too many friends now. So, well, I've always had a lot of friends, but like now we know too many people, even people that we've just met. And so it's like I don't want to say anything. So I just like <laughs> I think everybody's good. <laughs> everybody's gonna have a great season. We're all winning. <laughs> Everybody, I think everybody has the capability of winning. There we go. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of good guys, but I mean, it is unfortunate to see 
you know, when you've got people like Anderson and Barsha and Tomac out of the series, you know, you always want to see them in it and being competitive just because it makes great racing for all of us as yeah, a fan. Yeah, it's exciting, man. I thought yeah. this year's Supercross has been the best on 250s and 450s I've seen in a long time, except for the end. You know, I was, yeah, like, when, I was when, super when bummed. Lost some guys. Yeah, yeah but yeah, like, like the the racing and and the different winners and like the battles that I saw this year was probably the best I've seen in a long time. This was this year was the most excited I've ever been to watch Supercross. It was and good. Every weekend I was like, oh, I can't wait for Supercross. It was really good. Tonight. Yeah. Well, hopefully people can enjoy watching a good battle in outdoors too for the guys that are returning and we get in a tight tight points race through the outdoor season so that'll be fun to see as far as the team goes right now Aiden's back on the bike uh you know he's been riding I think on the bike now two weeks so first round for him is going to be high point and then I think the week weekend after that's Redbud. so two two fun tracks for him to come back and start his outdoor series uh we just picked up the Caleb Groves anybody that's been watching us on the Instagram um you know he's going to represent us some in the amateur stuff and do a, a bit of a run you know very much similar to families at working. I mean, this is a, a kid that has a full-time job, you know? I mean, he works for Irby Construction, and he's out there putting in work, you know, Monday through Friday, and he's only riding once, maybe twice a week, and he's going to go out and have some fun in some amateur racing right now in the uh, pro sport class and college boy, and just have fun with it, man. And, you know, that, that's what I'd like to try and keep into it, and that's, that's kind of leading me into my final questions of the episode, and this is more for mom and dad the level of trying to keep it fun versus serious and training, how do you manage to try and put that stuff in there? I mean, is there a day where you're like, you know what, today let's go play golf or do something? I mean, how do you try and keep it fun and keep it interesting? Um, I mean, I think for Ty, it's, it's, it's always, it's gotta be a balance of that, you know, with, with other things involved. That's him, you know, like we need to like beach or surf or golf or, you know, all those things are involved. Yeah. Um, how do I pick? I mean, we don't. We pick our ride days by either what the, what the work schedule's like, what the week schedule's like. Weather. Weather. Yeah. I mean, that dictates the ride days. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. And then when they're home, it's, you know, he's like, you know, if he's home for a few days, it'll be gym or, you know, he'll do a road ride or, I mean, I, hell, I'm never there. I'm, you know, they're either there. I haven't been a sand. The only time I've been a sandbox in the last probably eight months is to swap a refrigerator in the, in the camper that went bad. <laughs> So, um, and when they're home, I'm not there much either. You know, I'm just, I'm just gone during the day. So they, um, they, they kind of set that, but I, I think Ty does a good job of balancing. He kind of runs his, honestly, like we don't, we don't drive that shit. Yeah. He, he does. So you're not like, Hey, get up at this time, be in the gym at this time, be on the track at this time. No. Okay. I just do it all myself. No, I, I'm not. It's pretty good though. I'm pretty, a little bit of self-motivation is good. I'm pretty, you know, like I, I'm very like particular with like what I want my stuff to be, but like, I don't, we don't get into that. Yeah. Like that. So mom, you agree? I agree. <laughs> Sorry. I'm having a coughing fit. No, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so we, we always wanted it to be fun for him. Like when he was younger, you know, we didn't want to push him too far or be that training facility kid at four years old. Like we didn't want to burn him out too quick. Um, I think we've done a pretty good job about that. Yeah, and he's got other. I, I feel like it benefits him. I, I feel like kids come up. Some of the kids get very just into that, and I don't think they get out and do enough different things. Yeah, you know, some sometimes not all. You know, everything's different. But I feel like he's got he's picked up a lot of different skill sets along the way. 
different well, stuff. It seems like he's very mature, which congratulations to you guys, and self-disciplined. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. I, I think it's kind of a necessity. Very well-spoken as well, you know. like it's. I think you have to be to do yeah. what we do. Like, they have to grow up early. Well, and that's... It's a that's blessing actually, and a curse. Yeah. That's kind of be leading into my next question is... As parents, looking at this sport, specifically at Ty's age or younger, is there anything that you think that would be beneficial for change or something that would help maybe parents with amateur riders coming up or getting to the point that he's at now? I mean, what's your thoughts on the state of the sport itself? I think it's just, to me, it's overly demanding on parents, and it's overwhelming for people who don't. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about None of us did. We didn't grow up doing it. Some of the parents did, and they understand what's involved. I did not. Right. So we trial by fire, learn, talk. You know, luckily we've met some nice people along the way, and they sure. helped us. Sure. But I feel like to me, as a, as a general, like you look at this thing, and you look at the schedule and what the amateur races that, you know, they quote unquote expect you to do, and you're like, like you said, how did they do it? Right. That's, that's, that's the reaction I think you would get. Yeah. You know, we're seasoned to it now. It's, you know, it doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. But for newer people, to me, that's something that might be a deterrent, you yeah. know? So I would say maybe somehow focus more, you know, like more quality, you know, quality over quantity. You know, if you like we started going to more of the fun stuff, like the verb races and stuff like that, like. Yeah. Well, you meant you mentioned you did Day in the Dirt over. Oh, yeah. Texas that was races. awesome. I mean, that's such a fun event. Day in the Day Dirt. It's like the best. You know, and, and Day in the Dirt for me, I I'll, I'll, I want to real quick on that one. Because, <laughs> that killed like, you. Yeah. That one kind of, you know, like it's like a dad moment where you're like, you're like, you got to let it go. But you're a little you're like, you kind of like got to hold your tongue because it was one of the GP races. Again, it's it's like a it's like a glorified pit bike race, you know. Like I mean, that's it's kind of no rules. Like they're right. doing what they want to do out mm-hmm. there, you know. Yeah, they're cutting twenty seconds of the track through the woods, and sh- you know what I mean. It's sure. just that's what's going on, and that's fine. You know, it's fun. It's all good. Oh yeah. But he's in the jeep. One of the GPs. He's winning. Like he he's leading. You know. So I I saw this coming. Here come Nick, active active guy that helps him. Right. Thomas Sunis. Yeah. Yep. Ty Ty was lap. Ty caught him. So Ty lapped him. So he he gets up next to him. They, and I see them, they go, he, they're right next to each other going into the barn. I was like, they're going to stop and do a damn burnout. I know yeah. they are. I know they're going to do it. Sure shit. He does it. Next thing you know, <laughs> comes out like in fourth or something, you know, like yeah. the next three guys come behind him. I'm like, but you know, like, so you're like, but you want it to but be, but that's the fun of the, but event. that's the fun of the event. But the, yeah. but the, the other part of you that, you know, doesn't want to give up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so you, you are have, in the lead. Dude. You have to balance that out, <laughs> but it was all good. Like we, you know, we, we treated it like fun. We left it like that. It's all good. Like no harm, no foul, you yeah. know, but yeah. like, it was just one of those deals where you're like, really? And Ty said totally worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah. yeah. I'd do it every day if I had to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we actually just, just because of budget and the drive time and everything, you know, that, that race that weekend was Indianapolis and we chose to go to go to day in the dirt. Day in the I dirt thought it was cool. Because was awesome. it's so much fun and you know, it's yeah. local for us being in Florida. And I mean, obviously budget wise with fuel and driver and everything, I mean, it just yeah. it made more financial made sense. sense for us to yeah. go to day in the dirt. And it's, it's a, three-day party i mean it's a fun event and i mean there's nowhere else you can be i mean when i got to the fence and took some videos i was like oh my god you know with the you know your speed is sign going 70 miles an hour you know on one wheel down that down that freaking road i was like that's pretty sick dude i clocked the wheelie like every time i went down that road (laughs) i popped that thing up every lap (laughs) again part of the fun of the event yeah so trying to wrap it up here as far as the question the questions for you guys how do you feel about social media management, <coughs> like writer personality management, stuff like that. I mean, 
Do you feel the pressure of trying to keep up with some of that stuff? It's all him. He's good at that. I don't, just, we don't, we're not involved. That up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do all the Instagram posts. I try and I do all my TikTok posts, you know, all that stuff. I, I do it, so. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's a lot, though. Yeah. I mean, we talk about like sponsors, you know, uh, expectations. Know. Followers now matter so much. I mean, and people don't really understand it, but I, I mentioned before the episode, you know, we got to fly out to A2. We got treated like royalty by a lot of our sponsors that are in California. And getting to walk around with them and talk to them about things that stand out to them. I mean, yes, results at the end of the day, results is number one. But so close to results right behind them now is, you know, personality, how well you can speak, your social media management, how well you interview, what you're wearing off the track is just as important how you look on the track. I mean, there's so much to it. I mean, do you guys see or have any of that, you know? Oh, we have those conversations like off the track, um, wear a shirt. Yeah, I don't right. like shirts. <laughs> Doesn't like, yeah. dude. If I'm sweaty and covered in dirt after a moto, the last thing I want to do is put a shirt on. But I'm working on it. I'm, I'm and starting. I'll check to do his more. like. He'll do a TikTok, and I'm like, nope, can't use that song. Yeah. Nope, that song's nope, not. We're every not there every yet. time I do an Instagram post, I'm like, guys, I need a caption. <laughs> yeah. And they try and help me out. I never usually never use their captions because they're they're them. a bit corny for me. They just, <laughs> especially well, his. But, but you're right, and and even Abby. I mean, when you when you talk about your off the track presence, you know, your pit presence when you're you know your rig and your camper you know making sure that you know that area is presentable you know if someone was to come by and approach you or even one of your sponsors is passing by and just kind of looking in your area you know having a shirt on wearing a team hat stuff like that I mean there it's so critical you know we we talked about it I think it was actually when we came back we were on the flight back from Anaheim too and we, we were talking about putting up like either a segment or a little bit of a educational class or seminar to try and help riders, you know, with understanding how important that stuff is and little things like that, you know, having a shirt on, wearing, wearing the brand of the people that support you. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're getting support by a certain company, like let's use Dale Hutto, you know, with Bulletproof Shade, you don't want to be walking around the pit area with a shirt on that says decal works. Yeah. I mean, that should be of, common of sense course. stuff, but yeah, people don't think about yeah. it. And I see it all the time. You know, there's, a kid or somebody that's getting a sponsorship from, you know, somebody, and it might not even be a huge sponsorship, but any little thing helps in this sport. Even a discount program is huge in this sport. So if, if you're getting that discount or sponsorship, no matter the level, and then you go out and wear a competitive brand, well, why would they want to give it to you? I agree hundred percent. Or why would they continue giving it to mm-hmm. you? So that that's always been, been very important for me. So I'm, I'm glad that you're at least monitoring and, you know, seeing, you know, music choice and what you say and what you do and how you act. And I mean, there was, I think it was Minio's last year or the year before where there was a rider that, that punched one of the security guards and got kicked out of the event. Oh yeah. yeah. And I'm like, at the, at the side, at the sidewinder race, I was we were there. right there. And I I'm like, it. so, so imagine if that's your rider, you know, that you're, so, you're sponsoring and supporting and then the press that he's getting out of that. Do you really want that affiliated with, with a brand? Because even from our standpoint, right? So if, if you're a writer for Future Max, you are representing our brand. Mm-hmm. So everything you do, both on the track with your writing, whether it's aggressive or whatever, that's one thing. But what you do off the track is just as important. Right. So when you realize that you're a brand ambassador and you're representing that brand, whatever you do is a light back on us too. Yeah. And I, I try to explain that to people all the time. And that's probably one of the things that I spend a lot of time on at the actual races at the track is talking to people about that stuff. You know, Hey, make sure you got your shirt on when you go outside, make sure you're wearing a team hat or a sponsor hat. Even if it's not the team hat, where, you know, drew Adams, for example, monster, 
put your monster hat on before you walk outside. He's very good about doing that. Don't get me wrong. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not knocking him in any way, but I'm using that as an example. So yeah, I wear a shirt now because of him. <laughs> <laughs> I used to walk around everywhere without a shirt. And he's like, dude, you can't hang out with me without a dang shirt on. That's not because of sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sponsored. <laughs> put your shirt on, Shane. We did have to learn a little lot. The Jersey futures race caught us off guard. We we're, I didn't expect anyone in the pits to be like coming over to us. Yeah. You know, I don't know. We're like out in the middle of nowhere. And oh, yeah. So we were unprepared for any, you know, autographs and interaction. But there were quite a few. And we're like, yeah. yeah, wow. You know, so for you and Utah was a different scenario, but we were more prepared. We brought some posters, we bought some stuff to give to the kids and, you know, like yeah. stuff like that. But it was just definitely caught us off guard at Jersey. Yeah. I remember hey, it still catches me off guard to this day. When we went to Tampa, I didn't expect, you know, how do you don't really know how many to get, how many to order, how many you're going to give away. So the only time that we really had a bunch of interaction like that before was Salt Lake City last year or then earlier this year before Tampa was only I think Houston was the only round that we did and then it went Houston, Tampa, Dallas, Daytona. Okay. But Houston, we're similar setup to, to Salt Lake City. We were pretty far back in the pits. We went there in a sprinter van or a little enclosed trailer. Didn't have the full-size semi. Again, budget stuff, trying to map out where we can put the funds to get the truck to. Well, then Tampa, you come in with a full-size semi, awning, local race for both the guys this year, Cole and Aiden. People come in. We went through every poster we had. Everything I, I had. ordered 100 posters of each guy, and I figured we would go through 20. Nope, went through everyone. Had to place another order after Tampa before we went to Daytona. Got to Daytona, went through everyone in Daytona. Yep. I was blown away. But at the same time, that's good. It's a good I mean, thing. when you're giving that stuff out, all your sponsors are on those posters. Yeah. That, that poster is now on some kid's wall in his room. That's great. It's, it's a good thing. We're just unprepared. You know, yeah. it was just, you know, not, not what we were thinking learned. about. You it, know? it kind of it makes sense, though, because, like, I remember being a kid going to Speedway the the motor speedway motorcycle racing the, yep. and uh you know i didn't know who the heck these guys were yeah but i as a little kid i got into the pits and i was just like i want to meet every one of them yeah. I know who these, well, these are. and there's no i line, think they're all no movie stars line. you know yeah i think the thing that catches me off guard the most is having a sharpie yes we added we, we added some one. more sharpies yeah well especially what definitely caught me off guard was back to what you were saying earlier about like having an, an area like where no one can go this one chick oh my god comes <laughs> comes in our tent like we just have a, a sprinter in a, in a in a tent obviously outside and then my bike's just under the tent in the middle just on a stand you know this chick comes running up hops on the bike Oh. Like sits on the she bike. She said, "You need a mechanic," and yeah. she dropped her leg up on the yeah. bike. And was, Dad was ever. It was like a get a, the heck off that bike. It was a group I didn't say like anything. Six of them. <laughs> Dad, where was Mama Bear? Dude? Oh, <laughs> like, she was trying to punch the girl. I was making food in the van. Yes, yeah, somebody took a picture. They're like, "Oh my god, thank God you weren't out here." I was, I was like. What? Like, they just came out of nowhere, just hopped straight on the bike. Uh, at the like, same time, though, dads, you know, and their boy, you know. Well, then, hey, she's, then she's like, how old? Then she's like, how old are you? Know, how old are you? And he's like, you know, 15. You're 15? Yeah. <laughs> she felt mildly inappropriate. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was pretty funny. Quickly. <laughs> she got her picture, though. So. She got her picture. It's all good. Well, that's experiences that all that all get built up. But Ty, I know right now on your Insta, you got over four thousand followers right now. Yep. What was that Instagram handle one more time? Tyler Millet twenty. Tyler Millet twenty. Yes, sir. On Insta and similar on TikTok. TikTok, it's the same thing. Yep. Okay, Tyler so Millett. if anybody wants to find you on any of those social media platforms, Tyler Millet twenty. Yep. And then this episode we'll have up here in a couple of days and. 
Look at it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribing to any of those platforms. Anything else that we want to add or finish up with? Anything you got, Ty? We got your, your regional coming up. Mm-hmm. Dad, Rob, Mom, Abby, anything to wrap it up here? Thanks to all thanks the for having us. Yeah, thanks sponsors yeah, thanks that, you, having that us. you mentioned and brought up. Yep, thanks to all them. I mean, they do a lot for us. They get us where we are today, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to keep an eye on you and go through this process, too. And then, yeah, Sugar, sure. anything else you got? Episode 29. I just want to thank you guys for coming on, too. Yeah. We've never done a family like this, and, and it's it's eye-opening. Everybody's deals different, and it's super cool. And you guys are doing a very fine job with your young man here. We do yeah. try. Very cool, yeah, man. Yeah, and a nice nice hike for you guys to get up here to the Legends Room. So we appreciate yeah, this poor you. Yeah, guy had to drive so far. Yeah. <laughs> Making time right. out of your right. making time out of your day to come do it, but he's t- a beast. TC, anything else you got? Nothing. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> come on, TC, <laughs> add some flavor. Thanks for that. Tickle Tyler, we have contests. I'm just going to throw it out there. Sorry, Tyler, but we have contests to give away. All right, thanks everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you look at the YouTube video from uh, Munden Hill. <laughs> Munden Hill. Yeah. yeah. All right, thanks guys. Episode 29, wrapping her up. <laughs>